1: Welcome to Spin What's up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Excuse me, sorry. Two Americans living in Sweden, talking about football. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, that's it. <laughs>
1: yes, we here, man. I got the soundboard. I'm ready to rock and roll. Uh, uh-huh. uh, we're we're remote. Yes, But sometimes you got to do it, man. Sometimes we got to be remote. The thing that matters is we're putting out an episode. That's true. Because FNFL rolls on. We will be taking a break in a few weeks, um, but we'll let y'all know when that time comes because we're taking some some time off. Going, uh, You're going away. I'm going away. It's going to be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We might <laughs> see each other. That's true. And if we do, we'll definitely hop on our Instagram, which we haven't touched in a while.
0: On well, home uh, territory. Let's go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going to be, uh, if we meet, it'll be in Florida.
0: Right, which is sort of your home territory. But it's really close to the Georgia border. So, yeah. You know, it's close. So to it'll enough. be like
1: between us. It'll be between Atlanta and Miami. Uh-huh. We'll be yeah. right in uh, St. Augustine.
0: We may actually take a few days and go up to Georgia. There's this crazy. Be- Have you ever been to Cumberland Island?
1: No, man. Sorry.
0: Cumberland Island is like this crazy sort of natural island. They don't have like a bunch of shit built up. Like there's wild horses running around and shit. It's, oh, wow. Uh, and it's right like after you cross from over from Florida into Georgia, it's like, it's kind of right over the border.
1: You ever rode to a wild horse?
0: Uh No. Okay. I've never ridden a horse horse. Yeah. Uh, a A horse that had been tamed.
1: Yeah, yeah. But not a wild one. Okay. But no wild ones. We used to go uh, to this to this house, uh, like behind. Well, I guess we went to this guy's house at our base in (laughs) North Carolina, and behind it there was like this ranch or something, some sort. I don't know. This open Mm. field, uh, not even open because there was a gate there, but this beautiful white horse just there, Mm. and we would feed it grass and carrots and mm. stuff and the horse is mm. just hanging out there and one day dude got drunk and tried to ride the horse
0: oh uh, see <laughs>
1: it was like this is such a bad idea man <laughs> just falling off drunk <clears throat> i'm surprised he didn't break anything
0: i sort of like the drunk guy who decided to like get all up in mike tyson's face on an airplane oh i saw that what are you thinking dude honestly what
1: I don't I know, mean, bro. How dumb! I don't know, man. <laughs> and then Tyson hit him with a few. Like uh, he didn't go hard. Like he didn't try to kill him. But no, he hit him. He didn't hit him, He went nuts on him. You see, he lost his cool. And I mean, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a. Uh, and then the dude is just looking over, showing his. <laughs> I saw two angles of it. Yeah. The one where, and then the one yes, guy uh, is trying to like act like it was Tyson's fault, and the uh, that was filming. Uh huh. He's just like, Tyson just, a guy just wanted an autograph and Tyson just beat him up. And it's like, no. He oh, was, yeah, I saw that too. He's harassing yeah. him. What do you mean he's harassing him, even if it was for autograph? Leave the dude alone. They're still human beings.
0: I'm on Team Iron Mike on this Hell one Hell yeah. I
1: easily. Easily. Yeah. And then I was like looking through some uh, other stuff because, uh, you know, you go down the rabbit hole. And sure. I saw there's a video of Mike Tyson at a comedy show. Uh-huh. and some guy comes in trying to get to Mike Tyson to, like, talk to him or whatever. And he's got mm-hmm. handlers around him and stuff, and they're, like, trying to stop the dude. And the dude gets bothered by it. Like, the, the comedy, the, the host of the show is like, dude, get out of it. Like, he's trying to, like, get leave him alone. Let the, this is a, a comedy show. It's an outdoor show. Mm. And the dude's like, dude, there's no problem. There's no problem. And then he pulls a gun out. Whoa. And then, dude, like you see everybody kind of, whoa, you know how that sound when somebody pulls a gun? Everybody's like, whoa, what's going to happen? Everybody backs off and putting their hands up and stuff. He's like, nah, I'm just joking, man. I'm just joking. He seems so crazy. I'm just joking, messy. But he cocked the gun, too. Oh, my God. And then Mike Tyson never moves. He's just sitting there, like with the chair. It looks like he's sitting backwards in a chair with his arms mm-hmm. on the back of the chair. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I just want to say what's up to Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson's like, come here, come here. Come here, you know. And the dude who just <laughs> cocked the gun walks up to Mike Tyson, and he just like, uh, and Tyson's like, uh, like shakes his hand and says some nice stuff to him, like, "Calm down, everything is all right, everything's all right, calm down."
0: <laughs> That's a pretty good Mike Tyson impression. <laughs> Thanks, man. And then he's just like,
1: he's just like, hey, we're just having a good time here. And then the guy walks, like, walks away and like shows his gun again and walks away. It was just so bizarre that Mike Tyson wow. never moved. It was so cool with a guy with a loaded, cocked gun. Damn, man. that's crazy. Iron Mike, man. <clears throat> they have this uh, this guy, Bill Simmons, this uh, sports writer that I like, has a Mike Tyson theory. Okay. That like, he's uh, like, oh, the Tyson Zone. It's like, there was a time yeah. in the Tyson Zone when no matter what story you heard about Mike Tyson, it mm. could be true. <laughs> Mm. So he said, Mike Tyson punched a bear in the face. I mean, uh, I yeah, could be true. Sure, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> the Tyson one. It's great, man. That's funny. Uh but uh, fuck that guy though.
0: Yeah, fuck that dude. Fuck that uh, guy. And I'm
1: not, I don't mean Mike Tyson. I mean the guy who got beat up by Mike Tyson.
0: Exactly. Um. We are, what are we, we're one day away from the
1: draft. Yes, I can't wait. I'm so excited, man. I've been uh, waiting for this my entire life.
0: Right. You asked me right before we went on air, you are like, did the draft happen already? <laughs> 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 yeah, so he's plugged in.
1: Hey, I'm plugged in, man.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm a little excited. I, I always think the draft is funny from... I might need from, a team, Skiff. Uh, I know you do. And I, I
1: have a team to pitch. I'm going to pitch you another team today. I need a team, bro. I can't. Uh, following football is not I know. the same. It's not the same without a team. It's not without I got, a, to,
0: uh. I got a good one for you today. All right. Good. I got a good one. We'll, we'll get to it later. Right. Uh, but I had an experience this morning. I, I used to go for a morning walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did that this morning. And I don't know if I had some sort of a, like a premonition or a – or a sign from the animal world uh as to you know like a message perhaps maybe Mm -hmm. from the animal kingdom to me uh as (laughs) perhaps a a sign of hope so to speak i'm hoping we'll see uh but i shit you not bro i saw an actual falcon this morning really yes i saw it and i didn't just see an actual fal i saw an actual falcon Uh uh-huh swoop. This is like 10 feet away from me. I was like, what the fuck is happening? He swoops in latches on to this other bird. You know, all these like, you know, these black and white birds that you see all over the place and stuff. Mag- magpie. Know what... I yeah, sure. I, I don't uh. know what they are. Talons in the back of this fucking bird picks the motherfucker up
1: and flies off with them. I don't know. Birds eat other birds.
0: Apparently they do. And this Falcon was no joke, bro. Cause wow. he, uh, he and I even like, cause I looked at him and I was like, shit. I was thinking to myself, my first thought was actually Sammy Watkins. You know Sammy Watkins, <laughs> he told us. <coughs> Sammy told us that when we see him, yeah. we see a man, mm-hmm. but he might actually be a dinosaur or a horse or something.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: my first thought was like okay mm. was that foul was that kyle pitts <laughs> was it marcus mariota i didn't get a super close look at it it all happened kind of quickly but it, it, you know i definitely saw that it was a falcon uh and i was like what does this mean like does this mean like okay yeah th- we're gonna make good picks like we're, this is what mm. we're gonna do at the draft it yeah, was a good back pie
1: it's a good pick
0: i mean he And and all the other magpies who were like nearby were all like flapping their wings, like bro, don't don't fuck with my homie. But it's like, of course they couldn't. What are you gonna do? They couldn't. You know, they're all just like making noise. I can't do shit. You know what Uh, I mean? Falcon was like, "This is my shit. I'm eating breakfast, motherfucker."
1: Uh, Damn. But that shit. Did he did he drop it and catch it again? Because then it's Mariota.
0: (laughs) 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 He threw it. Up again, it. and it bounced off a tree and uh, then he, he the grabbed it again. It doesn't matter easily. No, actually he did not let go of it. He was, he had that thing. Oh, on then, that's lock.
1: then that's Kyle Pitts. that's I'm man.
0: thinking it was probably Kyle Pitts, to be honest with you. Yeah, so I, I personally feel like uh I was visited this morning by Kyle Pitts, uh, and the message that I took away from this magpie abduction is uh sh- don't worry about it, bro. We got it. We got yeah. we got this draft. We're going to make the right picks and we're going to turn this thing around.
1: Um You yeah. know what uh what there is a another type of bird I thought you might have thought it was. But that uh-huh. bird is dead. And that Which would one be
0: that? The Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true actually.
1: <laughs> That's true. Ran up against the Miami Heat. A buzzsaw. Buzzsaw of a team. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Boston looks really good, too, so Miami might not go all the way. But Miami uh, – and the final game, the best two players didn't even play for Miami. Mm. J- Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry. And they just said, you know what? We don't need them to beat the Hawks.
0: I think the Hawks just didn't – well, they didn't have all their players either, but they just weren't – I don't I – actually, I don't – I'm not down with this whole play-in thing.
1: Yeah, they shouldn't it's, it's, uh, it's a 10 – it's a 10 –
0: there's too many teams if you're in if you're the 10th seed i mean how interesting is it watching the first seed play the 10th seed in in any sport you know what i mean i mean sure there's always that opportunity there could be an upset but it's highly unlikely
1: no 10th Uh, seed yeah first play the 10 in that conference too yeah you know what i mean that's like that's way down because it, be it could be the it could be the twentieth best team in a league of thirty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's true. True. <laughs> like for real, it's the drop yeah. off is crazy. Uh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, shout out to them though. They, uh, I would say they fought hard. They won a the game.
0: Mm. They won. They one did game, win one. They so... did win one game.
1: But um, whatever. They just they need some help. Of course, I just I like. Them. It's not even like real trash talk. I'm just. I'm not a to, real Hawks fan, so right. I had to bring right. it up. I had to bring yeah. it up though, because Miami played Atlanta. I had to bring.
0: That's it That's true, that's true, that's true. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, draft is twenty four hours away, ish. Yeah. We won't know until Friday morning, so it's a little like waking up on Christmas morning, seeing what your team got. Um, hopefully, you got we any hope?
1: Like, do you, what do you think your team?
0: We need so many things that it's like it's hard to it's hard to really focus in on. Um m- most people are predicting the Falcons are gonna take a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um I think we pick in the number seven eight? or eight spot. Number eight, eight spot, yeah. yeah. Sh- I'm fine with that. I'm fine with a wide receiver. That that's that works for me.
1: Damn Calvin um, Ridley's gone all year, huh?
0: Mm-hmm. True. <sighs>
1: It's true. Um you got two picks in in the second round, two picks in the third round. Mm-hmm. And then the 4th, 5th, 6th and 7th. So mm,
0: That's could, pretty good. that's
1: like a meaty part of the draft. You guys could make some improvements. Totally. Uh, I just don't think I don't know how I feel about your coach. <clears throat> that's all.
0: I don't either. You know what I mean? And that's a that's a good point. Um this will be his first no. Well, it's his second year at the draft, but it's really this will be his first season where it's like, OK, I can start to mold this team the way I want to do it. Um Which might be
1: why Matt Ryan's gone.
0: Yeah, it, which I'm not I was not against that at all. I, I I think I think it was sort of maybe the best case scenario for both parties involved, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think Matt Ryan could have a hell of a year in Indianapolis. They're going to Super Bowl. Could be. Could be. Um, So today we're going to do a a little bit of news. It was kind of a slow news week. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we're going to get into some draft-related content. Um, So maybe we started off last time. I know this is – a lot of you probably already know this, but this happened after – kind of right after we recorded last week. Uh, up pops this rumor that Debo Samuel is not happy in San Francisco, um, which of course you're like, all right, you know, sure. I'll I'll believe it when I see it. But then the story really kind of started to develop um, to the point where that all the headlines were that the 49ers had had an offer on the table and Debo didn't like it. And instead of going back to the negotiating table, he just said, fuck it. I'm putting a halt to everything. And and he said, trade me right fucking now. Um, the quote from, from the 49ers is that San Francisco would pay Debo Samuel today, tomorrow, the next day. Um,
1: Damn, I wonder what happened.
0: This, I think, is Debo not wanting to get a deal done apparently. Yeah, actually, San Francisco didn't say that. Adam Schefter said that. Sorry.
1: Oh. Um, well, he's never said anything <clears throat> wrong.
0: Uh, he's never sort of been a mouthpiece for a, a football team before. Um. Yeah. So, well, it, you know, it, it does appear to be true that he does, for whatever reason, he does not want to play in San Francisco anymore. There's been a lot of rumors as to why he doesn't want to play there. Some people are saying that it's just that he doesn't want to he doesn't want to be in California anymore. He wants to be somewhere else, somewhere where maybe he doesn't have to pay as, as much in taxes. Um, Uh-oh. Dolphins. maybe, Maybe. Yeah, Texans. exactly. You got, you got Tampa.
1: Florida, yeah. Oh, Tampa, yep. That's where it's going to be. That'd
0: be scary. That'd be scary. Um. Yeah, so, you know, also the the other rumor is that, you know, he's – He's not happy with playing this this um running back wide receiver hybrid role without being properly compensated for it.
1: Oh, I was going to say where whoever takes him is going to want him to do that and they're going to pay for it.
0: I know, but I think that's part of why he's sort of, you know, because th- and and this part I would actually understand cuz this I mean it's a pretty new thing. Um he didn't I mean this even developed in the middle of last season where he suddenly was like one of their key running backs all of a sudden, you know, and he's one of these guys who's still, you know, waiting for, I think he's on, on for like, he's has two more years left on his deal or at Mm -hmm. least one more year. Um, And a lot of times your, your, your next contract is tied to your production from, you know what I mean? So his, his snaps as a receiver, his reception production is going to, or already has plummeted because uh, they I started so. using him as a running back. So he's like, "Hold on a second, before we get too far down the road here, let's make sure that I'm compensated accordingly." Um, not to mention the fact that if he shifts into the running back role, I mean, that's just like wear and tear. Yeah, you're going to you're you're guaranteed to cut your career short by doing that. Um
1: but I don't think it, it doesn't seem like that's the issue though. It seems like the issue is more about like you like it's it's more than just money and contracts.
0: I think it's probably just like everything else. It's more than one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's probably looking at the future of the Forty ers thinking to himself, "I don't really know where this is headed." I mean, Trey Lance is obviously still a big question mark. Um, yeah.
1: Jimmy is you know, always a question mark, Jimmy G.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm team Debo Debo on this one.
1: Um, I, I think, think some anybody... team some team is going to do some dumb shit. True. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna sell the house, you know, take out an, an, a mortgage with bad percentage interest rate just to to get this guy, and he's not going to do the same thing because they're not getting Kyle Shanahan as well.
0: Right. Well, that brings me to. Um... Well, that brings me to the conversation about landing spots. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've poked around. There's been a lot of different. You know, you never know what these. Most of them are just based on people kind of making shit up. But, uh, <laughs> um, so the first somewhat logical landing spot that I saw was the New York Jets.
1: That's I saw that too. Um, that they're gonna make they an offer are, that he couldn't refuse.
0: Sure. I mean, they're obviously basing this on the fact that the Jets went hard after Tyreek Hill. It was a swing and a miss. Mm. Uh, the Jets have a lot of cap space. Um, they also have a lot of draft picks, including two first rounders this year.
1: <laughs> Shanahan's going to so, be looking his t- But this year is not the year for that. True. But they got um, Zach Wilson. The guy Zach Wilson but, and his mom, right? And
0: I guy. mean, they need they need to provide Zach Wilson with somebody to throw the ball to. Clearly, mm-hmm. um, they have those two first rounders. It is a wide receiver rich draft.
1: Oh, that's true. Oh, imagine so, if you get two of the top wide receivers.
0: Exactly. Um, so it's not impossible to imagine that you know if the Jets are willing to part ways with their. With their first round picks, I wonder how their fans would feel about that. Their fans are notoriously vocal when it comes to the draft.
1: Um, More than the Eagles than fans? The,
0: <laughs> no, they both are. Yeah. Uh, the other one I saw was the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Lions also have two.
1: When first are they going to? When are the Lions going to do make any splash? I don't
0: know. <laughs> they but they're in the same boat as the Jets. They have two first round picks, one of which is the number two overall pick. Mm. Right? You think Shanahan wouldn't want to get his hands on that? Uh they have plenty of cap space. Um I'd like to see Debo and Honolulu Blue. I think he'd look good. Yeah. You know?
1: Man, I don't wouldn't. know. Does he want to play I,
0: with Jared Goff though? That's the <laughs>
1: exactly. I wouldn't go there, man. They'd be leaning on him so much too. Like when yeah. they when they get disgusted by golf, which it seems they get kind of frequently, they will just be like, "All right, uh, Debo, you can play quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and a tight end." <laughs> mm. Yeah. No man, don't go to Detroit. Mm. Even though that might be my next team.
0: Um. One of the other landing spots that I saw was um
1: the New Orleans Saints. Mm. You know they got uh, draft capital. <laughs>
0: mm, they have two top 20 picks this year.
1: Nice. Um
0: somehow after all that voodoo accounting
1: that they <laughs> the, the, Dan Snyder on did the bayou, books. <laughs> Uh
0: the Saints went from 70 million over the cap to now having 20 million to play with. Um I mean, I don't want Debo in the NFC South unless he's a Falcon, of course. Um, Listen, but man, I would it's say that be the New- same Debo, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do think that the move would make a lot of sense for the Saints. I mean, if he's out there yeah. and you think you can get him, they they should get him. I think.
1: Um, uh, he's not that much of a deep threat, though. But and Jamon's got a beautiful deep ball.
0: Yeah, but Debo. His, his, uh, what do they call it? His yak, yak. his yards after yeah, the kids. Yeah, he's, he's a fucking yak monster.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, another one that makes a lot of sense to me, but I don't think it's going to happen. Green Bay Packers.
1: Oh, that's my squad.
0: Green Bay Packers have two first round picks to offer as well. They're late picks. Uh, but given that the 49ers appear, to be the team that the Packers just can't seem to beat in the postseason, I don't see why okay. they would – why would you trade them – I know you're not in the same division, but it's like you're known for knocking these guys out of the playoffs. You want to give them the player that's going to put them over the hump? I don't think so. Mm,
1: good point. You know you know what I mean? But if it's – a, can they make an offer they can't refuse? They might get Jordan Love out of the deal. Yeah, what if the package try to throw Jordan Love in every deal?
0: <laughs> Jordan Love? Jordan Love? Everybody, 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 nope, everybody, nobody, Jordan
1: Love? No. No. And no? it'll be like that toaster on, uh, on uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's that movie with Will Ferrell? He's trying to give the toaster away on Old School. Oh, yeah. He's even at yeah, the, kid, yeah, yeah. the kid's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, man? What are you doing?
0: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, the other one that makes a lot of sense to me is the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, look at you, Skip. Yeah. I like that. If I, if I were the Kansas City, if I was the GM of the Kansas City Chiefs, I'd be looking at my team. I'd be thinking to myself, okay, we lost Tyreek. We, we did pick up Juju. Mm-hmm. And they also have Kez Valdez-Scantling, who they picked up from the Packers, right? Yep. To sort of slot in there with with my man, former Bulldog, Miko Hardman. <laughs> right? Yeah. Don't forget about him. Uh, but then you throw Debo into that mix? That's special.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, and Debo, you know, a you player. Could, yeah, yeah, you could use him like player that.
0: A player that versatile, surrounded with that kind of talent, with that fucking Russian novel of a playbook, uh, this, this could be, that would be special.
1: I'm with that. And they got 18 mil mm. in cap money. Yeah. So they can afford it.
0: Honorable mentions for me would be the Colts and the Ravens. I think those those teams could definitely use him. Um,
1: Ravens, they never – Yeah, how come the Ravens never spend money on a wide receiver?
0: I, they just – they seem to think that defense wins championships.
1: <laughs> I think they did Mike Wallace. Maybe that's why they were like, ah. Mm.
0: I don't know. Where do you think he should go? you got any
1: other ones? I mean I like the uh I like the chiefs mm-hmm. that was good um maybe the eagles mm I could see that Eagles might be good
0: each and every one in the building would love that. <laughs> I would imagine.
1: <laughs> The Eagles might be, they might do their thing, man.
0: Each, each individual, each individual coach, each individual player, each everybody in in the building. Yeah, would appreciate each everybody it.
1: in the building. Each, each everybody, everybody in, in the, the building. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be the move, man. I, do, I did like the Lions, but golf, nah. But Hurts might be good with Debo, man. Because mm-hmm. they're probably going to keep it with the crossing routes and like underneath stuff and... He can like uh, divvy it up, so yeah. uh, I can see the Eagles being a landing spot.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I, I feel as like I he said, can go
1: well kind of anywhere though.
0: <clears throat> True. I'm. I'm just gonna say this: if it if part of the problem is that Debo like doesn't want to do this whole Swiss Army knife thing.
1: Oh, if he doesn't, then, then we got a problem. If he
0: doesn't want to do that, then I feel like Atlanta is the place for him because we already got one. We got yeah. our Swiss Army knife. Yeah. That's the one place where you can land and know, like, okay, is going to do that, and I'm going to go back to being wide receiver. Oh, that's true. I'm just saying, Devo, if you're listening.
1: <laughs> but has he said that?
0: No, no. I don't think so. These are all, you know, everything that I've read, I I feel like you can't really trust everything that you read, especially at this time of year. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: I just, I remember the press conference when he looked like, like I'm done. Right. And that doesn't help. That doesn't help Mm. San Francisco try to get rid of him, because...
0: There's also a video out there that's been going around that a lot of people are making a big deal about. It's Debo. And he looks like he's at a nightclub somewhere. Mm-hmm. And there are these people dancing around with this lit up sign that says Debo is staying. Hashtag 49ers. And then the camera cuts over to Debo. And then he does the like fingers across the neck. Like, <clears throat> like uh-uh.
1: Oh.
0: <clears throat> a lot of people are making a big deal out of that. Uh, it seems
1: like a big deal.
0: <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, but it's like, to me, that's like, not a substitute for news. Oh no, you no, know no, what I
1: mean? no!
0: It's interesting,
1: but it's it's twenty twenty two version of news.
0: Uh, it's so weird. I don't even know how I'm supposed to feel about Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Am I supposed to be upset about this, or or should I just not care, or
1: just tweet about it? I don't care. <laughs> I, I mean, I really I don't, don't care. Bo- but it. I don't know. Just but it seems
0: is. like everyone's like, like coming down on one side or another on this, and I'm just like, I, I don't. The man want
1: to buy Twitter, and Twitter want to sell to. I mean.
0: See, I was hoping that you would tell me which team I'm supposed to be on. Oh,
1: I mean, I don't know. Man. If I'm Twitter, it makes. If I'm a fan of Twitter, it makes sense that you got a different set of eyes on it. And a guy I mean, it's not like he takes over stuff and makes it shitty. And if I'm not it. a
0: fan of Twitter, if I just think Twitter is like the dumbest thing that's happened to humanity since, you know.
1: Is that how you feel about Twitter? Yeah, to a certain degree, sure. Then maybe you see what he's going to do. Maybe he'll make it better. Then you should be intrigued. <laughs> because he's, he's coming out swinging because he started out. the whole saga is great, man. Because it, it started out with him like buying a bunch of shares of Twitter, and then they right. invited him in to kind of get put some reins on it and everything. Mm, so they're like, hey, horse. man, come in, and and why don't you be a, a part of the, the board, since you have so right. many shares? And then he was like coming out talking shit about Twitter, and they're like, dude, you can't say that if you're on the board, bro. So he's like, fuck it. I'll buy the whole thing. Now it's mine. Now I can say what I want. Wow. Because he has these opinions, he wants to change it for the better. He says Twitter is lost or whatever. <clears throat>
0: I, I would, I would argue that the world would be a better place if we literally lost Twitter. Mm. Like, it might happen. He might just, get bored
1: and might get rid. You know, might get rid of. Like it. if we just lo- if it just,
0: we just put it in a little homemade wooden boat and we just push it out to sea <laughs> and we never see it again. Wilson. <laughs> Or I go talk to that falcon that I met this morning.
1: <laughs> go snatch up. A, I got another bird for you.
0: Yeah. It's more like it's an appetizer. A, it's a it's blue. A little, it's a
1: little blue, little, blue bird. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of like Twitter, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to judge. I'm interested I'm to, to see what he does. And if he, uh, if he improves it, that'd be cool. Okay. He put out like a poll and asking people to vote what they think about different ideas. He opened it up to people, and he's got like 80 million followers or something crazy like that. Hmm. So uh, it seems like he's interested in it. For now, he took over Tesla, made that great. He took over. Right. It, I mean, PayPal was his thing. That's how he got rich in the first place. Uh-huh, and everybody does. Everybody does PayPal. It's like the dude touches <coughs> stuff and it gets great. Maybe he'll do that to Twitter.
0: Why do I feel like this guy's going to run for president one day? No, man. I think it's too
1: restrict constricting from it. Like he seems like somebody who goes on to the next thing. I guess if it's only four years, maybe, but I don't know. It seems like he's.
0: I'm just saying the ego. He's he's a provocateur a little bit, right? Yeah, but I think you can never really underestimate the ego of a billionaire.
1: That's true. He's one of the good ones. Uh, Him and Mark Cuban.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We'll see. um yeah on with the news uh madden is gonna have some uh competition for the first time oh wow when you when score a
1: touchdown
0: <laughs> yeah NFL gets six points there is a uh a new nfl virtual reality game coming soon it's called the the nfl pro era is the name of the game and it you're gonna have rights but, Yep, and they have full rights to the NFL.
1: Wow,
0: um, that's the thing. No one's most most video games have never really had that Madden. Madden took to. it.
1: I remember when they took it from uh, Sega. Had mm-hmm. uh, Game Day, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and well, a, this this NFL one is going to be
0: on available on PlayStation VR and Meta Quest. Is that
1: Facebook? Okay. I don't know what that is. I think Facebook owns that. That's the it's the of white course. the white one that you. i really wonder i did a commercial for one of those games oh yeah (laughs) yeah
0: well in this game you will be um virtually implanted into the world of an nfl quarterback
1: how many how many marginal players like from like <laughs> the high school goalie, the Uncle Ricos. How many <laughs> Uncle Ricos are gonna be out there? You know, I could throw football over that mountain. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I
0: know? was actually thinking, how many like pieces of furniture will be oh, broken? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, yeah. So yeah, thought that was kind of interesting. That is. Um, let's see. Uh, what else is happening? Oh, Alexandra Davis, the woman claiming to be the daughter of Jerry Jones, has dropped her paternity lawsuit.
1: Mm. How much that cost?
0: But, so she's like, I'm not going to sue you anymore, but uh, I want you to do a DNA test instead. She's basically like, let's cut to the chase and get this over
1: with. <laughs> she's great. I love her yeah and what's gonna man i you know what if i was denying <laughs> paternity to her and then she did that i'd kind of want her to be my daughter <laughs> you, you're that savvy come on over to the family you know what maybe you should take over the team when i die
0: right because think about it he he just lost a son-in-law who apparently has his you know yeah hand in every scandal yeah. that the cowboys have ever uh been involved in <laughs> Like, why not have her step in to take over his former role?
1: Yeah, man. Right? Yeah.
0: She could be like his uh, fixer, his
1: has, he res- has he responded?
0: because he lost him too. Remember that the guy, the guy that was Jerry Jones's fixer, the one—he's the guy who's who's accused of uh, of videotaping the cheerleaders in the locker room.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. As well as
0: taking the upskirt photos of his of his daughter his own and daughter, all that kind of yeah. stuff fucking nasty, bro. Jerry needs a new fixer. This Alexandra Davis is uh, like a fucking pit bull. I say you bring her in.
1: And she knows the, the entertainment ropes a bit, you know? Yeah. She could probably handle all of their internal like entertainment stuff.
0: You know, it's probably a big deal, especially because, I mean, think about it. Jerry's not a young spring chicken, Mm -mm. right? So
1: and he's eating you know, McDonald's every morning with salt and pepper on it.
0: Oh my god! And and this Alexandra, you know, if you're thinking about, you know, perhaps the part of the story that I guess nobody's really talked about is the potential that if she is suddenly acknowledged as his biological child, does that mean that she has some sort of claim to, you know, uh, I- at least in part inherit? The Dallas Cowboys when, when Jerry Jones passes away,
1: man, this is like an episode of Dallas. Totally. <laughs> this should, they should do somebody should do uh, uh, the montage of Dallas and put their faces over it.
0: <laughs> totally, yeah.
1: <laughs> did uh, did he? Has he responded?
0: No, not as far as I know.
1: Man, because you know he's like man, I couldn't not have to pay nothing. But then I got to do a uh-huh. DNA test. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, he probably prefer not to pay. You know what I mean? They're paying us for a reason. If he was smart,
0: it's like, fuck it. Just bring her in. Give her a cut of the team. Yeah. Right? You piss off your daughter because she's like, what? That's supposed to be mine. Um, but he's like, I'll be dead anyway. What do I care? Maybe he'll announce that.
1: Like They don't think, think they're ever going his- to die. Those type That's of true. dudes think they're going to buy some type of chamber that allows them to live forever type of thing.
0: Mm. Speaking of complicated owners, the commander's investigation has now turned into a full on partisan pissing contest within the house oversight committee. Um, It's become the new red blue fight.
1: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
0: Democrats versus yeah. Republicans and all this kind of stuff. That being said, it, they're, You know, they are now being investigated by, uh, by who is it? Baltimore by Maryland, the Maryland state's attorney are now stepping in to like continue this
1: investigation. So I hope he goes down, man. I hope they all go down all these shady owners. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um,
0: there's not a, really a whole lot of other news. I did see this morning that Byron Pringle got arrested for doing donuts in a really fancy car with his kid in the car and his oh. suspended license. That's Damn. kind of fascinating. How old the kid? Doing. I don't know. He's got like his little kid sitting in fucking passenger seat while he's doing donuts in the middle of the road, which is like kind of stupid. But that's not a whatever. I don't even know why I brought that up. It's like not even that important. <laughs> it's byron pringle who gives a fuck uh he's gonna be replaced
1: by debo samuel anyway
0: yeah exactly um so that kind of moves us on to the draft news like i said the draft is tomorrow um now we at sven are going to do something that no other nfl podcast is going to do what's that we are not going to sit here and pretend like we have any fucking clue as to when and where these various prospects are going.
1: That's how we roll here. But, uh, thank you. No, 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 it's for you all, it's for yeah. you all. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, the question's like, you know, is my man former Bulldog Trayvon Walker, is he now the odds-on favorite to go first overall? I don't know. Who's to we say? We do not care. Is he a better edge rusher than Aiden Hutchinson? We'll just have to wait and see. We'll just have to wait and see what happens on the field. I will say this the last time we saw them on the same field at the Orange Bowl, did Walker, my dog, run the Wolverines (laughs) off the field so that they could fucking, you know, crawl up and suck on their mama's teats while Hutchinson didn't do a goddamn thing? I I really, you'd have to go back and watch the tape to see if he couldn't stop the run. Yeah. We're really just going to have to wait, Jonathan. So please don't pressure me. I'm not going to answer any of those questions (laughs) because we don't know what's going to happen.
1: That's the, that's the point. We don't know what's going to happen and we're waiting to see. And, uh, hopefully my future team, whichever it is, picks uh, some good players.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I kind of wanted to, I I got actually a little more interested in the, in the history of the NFL draft because I started to read about it. Mm. Um, And it's kind of fascinating. There's some interesting connections to the way we see the game today, actually. Um, I was a little surprised at some of the stuff I read, Uh, especially when you think about like the history of like why the NFL draft was even created in the first place. Mm -hmm. And we're talking back in the 1930s. Okay. There was this player named Stan Koska, widely considered, best college running back in the country he led the minnesota gophers to an undefeated season in 1934 every nfl team wanted to sign this guy okay uh and taking advantage of the lack of a draft costca held out for the highest possible offer
1: (laughs) i like this guy
0: okay he's a free agent right Mm -hmm. and while he was a free agent like fucking around with all these offers he even decided to run for mayor. Of this town in Minnesota, he ran for mayor of Inver Grove Heights, Minnesota. Toter, I mean, what a baller move that is, right? He's wow, like, eh. he's like, I could play football or I could run for mayor. I don't, it's not a big deal, <laughs> right? Uh, apparently, his political career did not take off, um, but he held out for nine months from the NFL uh, and eventually became the NFL's highest-paid player at the time, getting the big bag. OK, signing a contract for five thousand <laughs> American dollars,
1: <laughs> American dollars,
0: five thousand American dollars. He signed with the Brooklyn Dodgers on August 25th, 1935. Um, and so basically what happened is that the so owner was like,
1: fuck this, man. Oh, yeah, the, the owners, owners uh,
0: the owners were like, we can't have these players bending us over a barrel. We are the <laughs> NFL owners. This injustice will not stand because we are the barrel benders. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of fascinating. Today we're seeing a bigger push for player empowerment mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny to see that this very issue is pretty much what led to the existence of the NFL draft to begin with. Wow. History is kind of lit, bro. I mean, it's (laughs) it's crazy
1: Uh, when you look back at it. Wow. Uh,
0: So basically what happened was is that the co-owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, this guy named Burt Bell at the time, um, he was the guy who who proposed the idea for the draft. Because back in those days, the Bears, the Packers, the Giants, and the Redskins had all the money. Uh, And Bell argued that the only way for the NFL to have like enduring success was for all the teams to have equal opportunity to sign eligible players. A socialist at heart, I assume. Yeah. I
1: wonder why they didn't Um, think that applied to society as a whole.
0: I'm guessing he did not transfer that thought process over to society as a whole, but I don't know. I wasn't there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So anyway, apparently there were several teams that did go bankrupt during this time period. So he, he had a, Clearly had a good point. All of the league owners voted unanimously to have a draft. The first NFL draft uh, was on February eighth, nineteen thirty six, and was held at the Ritz Carlton Hotel in Philadelphia. Um, it was as simple as it is now: worst team picks first, so on and so forth. Uh, there were only nine teams back then, um, and the first draft. draft. Had, yeah, they, they had nine rounds. They had nine teams.
1: The nine teams,
0: you had Philadelphia Eagles, the Boston
1: Redskins,
0: Pittsburgh Pirates, Brooklyn Dodgers, Chicago Cardinals, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, Detroit Lions, and New York Giants.
1: Chicago had two teams. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And this is really fun. 90 names were written on a chalkboard in a meeting room (laughs) that the teams had to choose from. Okay. No team had a scouting department. There was no tape to watch, right? Sorry. Sounds like guys. it sounds
1: like a good guy.
0: Yeah. So the the question you you bring up is how did they decide who were the best college football prospects in the country? Well, the list of the top 90 players was created from newspaper clippings and word of mouth. Wow. My how things have changed.
1: What well, are like uh, um, what does Josh Norris think about this guy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. The first player ever selected in the NFL draft is kind of a funny story. His name was Jay Burwanger. Okay. <laughs>
1: That's funny. His name's right funny there. too.
0: He's got a funny <laughs> name. He was st- he was a star uh running back for the Chicago Maroons. He was the first ever Heisman Trophy winner. What
1: is the Chicago Maroons?
0: Uh, I think it it was a college team. Okay. And he was the first ever Heisman Trophy winner.
1: What color did the Maroons Uh, wear?
0: I'm pretty sure it was like a darker shade of red (laughs) would be my guess. (laughs) It's just a guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And his nickname was, quote, the one-man football team. Okay. Okay. That's how good he was. All right? The Eagles were the shittiest team in the league. So our old friend, Burt Bell, who I mentioned before,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, he drafted Jay Burwanger
1: In Philadelphia. But,
0: in Philadelphia. But he was unable to negotiate a contract. Burwanger apparently wanted $1,000 per game, to which the Eagles said, that's preposterous. We are the barrel benders here. This is not <laughs> happening. This will not stand. Uh, most players at this time were lucky to make 100 bucks a game.
1: Wow, okay? He's like, so, but I'm a one-man football team.
0: Exactly, I should get paid like for all the men that I'm doing work for. Uh, so yeah, oh, so the man. Eagles traded his rights to the Chicago Bears, who were also unable to get a deal done. Um, in part because Burwanger was hoping to compete in the Olympics. He, he was he was, he was going to be in the Decathlon.
1: Oh wow. Um,
0: but he failed to qualify for the Olympics. Uh-oh. So Burwanger went back to the Bears, mm. and he asked for a fifteen thousand dollar a year contract.
1: How many games?
0: Uh, well, there's nine teams, so I'm guessing games? nine games. Nine games, or you know, maybe you're right. I'm not sure. I, you know, what you might be right. I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, anyway, they offered him instead of fifteen thousand. The Bears offered him thirteen thousand five hundred. Burwanger turned down the offer. And instead, went to work for a Chicago rubber company. Whoa!
1: Making how much?
0: So the, I have no idea. So the first number one overall pick in the NFL draft never played a single snap in the NFL.
1: Wow.
0: He he later went on to say that he regrets not taking the offer. From Chicago. <laughs> That, that was the first in his wik- wow. That was on his Wikipedia page.
1: He's uh, he played. There were um, twelve games back then.
0: Okay. Um, and they said that was the first
1: in- uh, one, one second. Uh, this, I just saw this uh-huh. fun fact here. Yeah. That in nineteen thirty six was the first uh-huh. year that neither uh, that there were no transactions. Uh huh. There were no team transactions, so no club folded went under uh-huh. and uh and no new team joined the nfl there's it was, it was like so that's like the beginning of stability in nfl
0: yeah it the worked burt, draft... bell, he, burt bell he was on something he knew what was up the scouting era didn't begin until 1946 uh the owner of the la rams at the time his name was dan reeves not the dan reeves that we know as a coach is a totally mm. different dan reeves uh he hired this guy named ed Codell, as the first ever NFL scout. Um, So Rams out here setting trends again. Uh, It worked out pretty well. They made it to the championship game three out of the next five seasons. I think they won it once. Um, When the AFL hit the scene as a competing league in the 1960s, the NFL conducted a secret draft in 1959 to prevent the AFL from getting any of the best players. And in subsequent years, they even went so far as to hire people that they called babysitters. And their job was to take college prospects away from their schools during the AFL draft so that they couldn't be reached by telephone.
1: Wow. Uh,
0: The NFL was right to be paranoid because in the years after the emergence of the AFL, um, and But prior to the merger, it was not uncommon for a player selected in the NFL draft to wind up playing for an AFL team because they were offered more money. Um, there were even players in history that were drafted by both, like guys who went through both an AFL and NFL draft and just waited to see who would pay them the most money. Um,
1: oh, wow. Damn.
0: Um, and then the NFL bought I, the AFL. Exactly. Because if you can't beat them, buy them, (laughs) uh, after the two leagues merged in 1967, this is what is referred to as the common draft era. You might hear that sometimes people say that I never knew what it meant, but I guess that's what it means. Um, 1970s, the Steelers, this is a great story. The Steelers and the bears tied for the worst record in the league. So they had a coin toss. They had a coin toss to see who would pick first. The Steelers won the toying costs and they selected future Hall of Famer quarterback Terry Bradshaw. What? Who led the team to four Super Bowl championships?
1: Wow, did they uh <laughs> did they say if it was heads or tails?
0: Good question. I think there's film of it actually. So you'd have to go back and look.
1: I want to find that out. Um,
0: but you're going to love this story. The Steelers this, the Steelers draft history is kind of legendary. And I pulled this out specifically because this feels like a SpinFL conversation. Um, the Steelers 1974 draft is easily the most impressive draft of all time by a single team. Center Mike Webster, linebacker Jack Lambert, and wide receivers Len Swan and John Stallworth. That's four, <laughs> God damn. Four, four eventual Hall of Famers chosen in one draft year. Has anybody been close to that? Nope. The Steelers drafted eight future Hall of Famers in the 1970s overall. Thanks in large part to these two guys named Dick Haley and Bill Nunn. These were dudes who scouted that class. But the Bill Nunn part of the story is kind of the part that I thought was the most fascinating. He started out as a newspaper writer for a Mm -hmm. black publication called Mm -hmm. the Pittsburgh Courier. The Steelers, for whatever reason, thought he had an eye for talent. Um, you know, as the kids would say back in the day, he, they liked the cut of his jib. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> now, the key to Bill Nunn's success is that he opened the Steelers' eyes to players from historically black colleges and black players in general who were uh... traditionally overlooked, and the success was, you know, hard to argue he worked part time for the Steelers until Chuck Noll took over, and then Chuck Noll hired him full time.
1: Wow, pretty cool. Yeah, he was like, "Yo, you, you got to look at these guys. There's like, a are whole pool players. of talent that y'all aren't even uh, exploring." Uh
0: huh. Yeah. Um, the story of Mister Irrelevant, um, which I was not aware of. Mister Irrelevant is a nickname given to the the last player picked in the draft. Apparently in 1976, it was former NFL receiver Paul Salata who approached commissioner Pete Rizal and asked him if he could celebrate the final pick in the draft and call him Mr. Irrelevant. He, it came being Mr. Irrelevant back then came with a celebration that included a flight to Newport beach, California, along with a party and a parade.
1: Oh, that's so cool. Interesting. Imagine if you get picked right before him, he mm-hmm. <laughs> gets fucking nothing. <laughs>
0: Uh, 1980 was the first time the draft was televised live from the New York Sheridan Hotel this was the brainchild of ESPN uh, which was quite new at the time Uh, the draft was originally held on a Tuesday and a Wednesday I think eventually ESPN convinced them to move it to the weekend to get better ratings Uh, but Commissioner Pete Rosell famously did not think that fans would care enough to watch the draft
1: Shit! clearly he was wrong Yeah, now it's like a wrestling event
0: what? Exactly. whoa exactly? <laughs> uh, in the mid '80s, the original USFL actually threw a bit of a monkey wrench into the NFL draft when they managed to poach some top talent by holding their draft in January. Oh, dudes like Reggie White, Jim Kelly, Steve Young, what, and and my man, and probably the greatest former Bulldog of all time, <laughs> Herschel Walker, Hershel Walker uh. all played. First pro football for the USFL. Steve Young was offered a massive $40 million contract by the LA Express, which is what landed him in the USFL. Wow. You think he liked that? He liked that. He definitely liked that. <laughs> you like that? You like that? Uh, I have a whole thing here about compensatory picks, which I find deeply confusing. Do you understand compensatory picks? Kind of,
1: kind of. I, like it, get, it
0: comes up. It comes up every year.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and I. It's so like certain and here, things get
1: you a pick as a, as a.
0: So as basically payment. the way it works they they created this. Um, so that for teams that lost free agents. Right.
1: Exactly. During
0: the year. And here's the way it works is that it, the picks take place from the end of the third round to the seventh round. Uh, They're determined by a formula, this is where they lose me, which considers a departed player's salary, playing time, and postseason honors. The value of the compensatory free agents gained or lost by each team is totaled. A team is awarded a maximum of four picks of equal value to the net loss of the compensatory free agents. Like I said, I don't completely understand how it works.
1: It's Um, like if you trade – Julio Jones, you lost a player. Sure, and then if he if kicks ass, then <clears throat> right, that's it, better for you because you are showing I yeah. gave you a better player than sure it hurt me more, so I get a higher my compensatory pick goes up up to the well, third for, round
0: for the people who do understand compensatory picks, it can certainly matter. Uh, players like Dak, Dak Prescott, Mike Vrabel, Heinz oh, Ward, all Larry Allen, and Tom Brady all landed on their original teams because they were compensatory picks.
1: Oh, that's cool. So
0: yeah, a little bit of trivia. There are only three NFL teams who have never drafted first overall. you want to guess who they are?
1: I'm going to say Baltimore Ravens. Ding. And the. Um, ooh, San Francisco 49ers? Nope. Damn. Uh, I'm gonna give one more guess of the. Hmm, I gotta look at the teams, man. I don't wanna be wrong about this. I'm gonna say the. <laughs> it might be a newer team, huh? Nope, nope, it's not because they sucked. Tennessee Titans.
0: Ravens, you got? Huh. The other two teams. The the Ravens was correct. The other two teams are the Denver Broncos.
1: Okay, Broncos.
0: And this and the Seattle Seahawks.
1: Seahawks. I was trying to think. Somebody's pretty good. You know what I'm saying? That's just like pretty good. Yeah. And the Seahawks, of course. All right, Broncos, Seahawks. Can you, can you guess the?
0: Um, can you guess the college that has had the most players drafted into the NFL? <laughs> uh, Alabama. Uh, no, actually.
1: Is it Georgia? It's. Uh,
0: no, God no. <laughs> I was waiting. You got kind of a smile. <laughs> no, it's actually it's actually Notre Dame. Notre Dame and USC oh, yeah. have are are pretty close. They've had mm. the most. Ohio State's pretty high up there. Okay. Um, for anyone curious, my Georgia Bulldogs are number 14 on this list. Uh, your Miami Hurricanes are number 11 on the list. I was going to
1: say they're probably higher than uh, Georgia.
0: <laughs> Not by much, though. Only uh, by like, uh, hey, like higher higher. Ele- 11 or 12. 12. Well, we'll see. After this year, we'll probably pass you. <laughs> uh. That's <true. clears throat> uh let's see 1989 was a particularly good draft you had four hall of famers taken in the first five picks wow in first round 1989 do you think you can guess who those hall nah, of famers were
1: I can't 89. Four
0: hall of famers taken in the first five picks you had Troy Aikman Jerry Rice Barry
1: no Barry Sanders Barry Sanders
0: Derek Thomas and my man former Falcon Neon Dion yeah.
1: Sanders. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what's up.
0: Uh, but it's not all about the top picks. Mm. You got the late round gems, which are I think equally as fascinating. Yes. Tom Brady is the obvious one, 199th. Um, Richard Sherman, Rodney Harrison, Kevin Green, Lester Hayes, all those guys were taken in the fifth round. Oh, um wow. Terrell Davis, Antonio Brown, taking in the sixth round. Shannon Sharp in the seventh. Uh, Bear Super Bowl MVP, Richard Dent, was in the eighth round.
1: Wow, there were eight rounds then? Oh, my God. There
0: were so many rounds once upon a time. Uh, Deacon Jones, you ever hear him? Rams, yeah, probably the most course. feared defensive player of his generation, taking in round 14. He's
1: a scary-looking dude. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. They I'll say, oh yeah, so the evolution of the draft, it, it started with nine rounds or something, and then it went up to twenty. Damn. In the nineteen in the nineteen forties it went up to thirty. And then in the sixties. Yeah, in the sixties it started to work its way back down to twenty 17, 12, 8, and now seven is what it is now.
1: Wow. Uh, yeah. Especially with the salary cap now. It's hard. Does it be hard to, mm. to pay the player? Like you you're dropping a few mil just to to pay the players that offer the salary cap.
0: Yeah. Um 1983 is thought of as the best quarterback class of all time in the draft. Yes. Yeah. We had the number one pick was John Elway. Mm-hmm. Number seven pick was Todd Blackledge for the Chiefs. Jim Kelly went fourteenth overall. Tony Eason, 15th. Ken O'Brien, 24th. Uh, and Dan Marino was the 27th pick in the draft that year.
1: And hard, did you see that uh, there's a 30 for 30 I could recommend to people about Elway and how he oh, was yeah? talking about going to. Because he was also a really good baseball play, pitcher. Uh-huh. And he was like, fuck y'all, I'll go play baseball.
0: Right, because he was not. This is, you know what, actually, and this is why, because he was not drafted first over. He was drafted first overall, but not by the Broncos.
1: Right. He didn't want, he want to play for whoever it was. I forget
0: I forget who it was, but yeah, he, he finagled his way out of it. Yeah. Um, so that's my history of the draft, actually.
1: Oh, that that's was it. cool, man. Kind of cool says so baltimore i Colts. love the
0: story of, oh yeah i love the story about the guy who never the first overall number one draft pick who never played a never played game, so. wow that is so that's cool that's fucking to me that's hilarious
1: it was like uh there's this new thing and i'm number one so you got to give me the money and the owner's are yeah. like i can't afford it i, li- I literally cannot <laughs> afford it 16,000. Oh, I want a thousand
0: bucks a game. <laughs> no,
1: 12,000. But that's cheaper than what he asked for, too. That's cheaper than the thousand a game. There were 12 games back then. So that's $12,000. Then he asked the Bears for 15 So this price mm-hmm. is going up. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. You're still without a
0: team, Jonathan. Yeah. Right? I am. I'm still, I'm not wasting my time here. I'm, I'm still...
1: <laughs> You're not wasting your time, Rob. No. Uh, my brother-in-law, Rob. If people don't know, that's my brother-in-law. He, uh, he's making a, a man cave in his in his home.
0: Okay, I and like he's,
1: it. He's got all the Dolphins gear, and like he knows how seriously I'm taking this to where he's putting an extra TV in there so I can watch Red Zone while they watch Dolphins.
0: My God, he's nice. <laughs>
1: Cause, cause like when you came over, you brought a laptop for in case of that. Mm. Like, all right, I'm gonna watch mm. my my other stuff. I will watch Red Zone on the laptop. You know what I mean? Mm. And, but I kept having to turn it away because
0: the the yeah, timings were Yeah, Red Zone be a ahead up. a little bit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I mean, I would I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been mad if he would have said that. Like, if you want to watch Red Zone, bring a laptop. But to put an extra TV in there, man, that's 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 really nice.
0: <clears throat> that's family.
1: So I got to stick with I got to stick with uh with, you know stick with my guns here man. I feel like I'm doing the right thing. So All
0: like, right. Well, but, I, but I'm, gonna... I'm
1: lose I've lost something. I need I need a team to root for because I feel like the essence of a football fan is having yes reasons un- uh, unreasonable reasons to hate shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, well as I've said in weeks prior uh I'm not wasting your time or mine by pitching you teams that I know are just not Mm -hmm. that you're just not going to want that as as our friend, Marshawn Lynch would say, (laughs) um,
1: they just not gonna want that.
0: So today I'm going to pitch you a team that I know you'd be down with. This team was established on February 9th, 1996. Oh, okay. Now little tricky. You're thinking, oh, wow. That sounds like a brand new team, right? Okay. Uh, this team is, you know, oh. well, fuck it. It's the Baltimore
1: Ravens. Yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I said, oh, right, when I thought about it, I was the Ravens.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, because the Ravens have this sort of weird history mm-hmm. in that, you know, well, the city of Baltimore in general, obviously, they had the Colts, mm-hmm. uh, and then the Colts moved to Indianapolis. Um, and the story of how the Ravens, or how the, the original Cleveland Browns exactly moved to Baltimore to become the Ravens is kind of a crazy story, but well, these different people who were trying to bring a team to Baltimore felt like the Redskins were the things that were stepping in the way, uh, from allowing that to happen. Mm Um, Baltimore, um, tried to get another team after, you know, the Colts left. And the commissioner of the NFL at the time, this guy, Paul Tagliabu, for whatever re- reason, just kept skipping over them. So as the league was ex- expanding, Baltimore was being told they were in the front runner to get one of these expansion teams. But every time it came up, it, it passed them by. Like it went Damn. to the Carolina Panthers. Or uh, what was the other one? I think the Jaguars. The Jaguars, yeah. Houston yeah, Texans. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Houston Texans, all that stuff. Um. The league officials obviously denied that they you know, were playing favorites, um, but there was this conspiracy theory that Tagliabue was a longtime friend of the Washington Redskins, owner Jack Cook, uh, and that he had lobbied to keep a team out of Baltimore because that was cutting in on his territory. Um,
1: and the Redskins sold to Dan Snyder when hmm. – Mm. Around that time, oh, right? That's
0: a good question. Two, 1999, I think it was, or okay. 2000.
1: So Cook probably was like, I'm going to get out of here soon anyway.
0: Mm. Yeah. So what happened was, is that th- there was a um, the guy who owned the Baltimore Orioles, this guy named Pete Angelos, he put together a group of investors, including the famous uh, writer, Tom Clancy. <laughs> oh, really? Uh to, to bid on teams whose owners had expressed interest in relocating. Oh, Okay. Uh, he, uh, spoke to the then owner of the Los Angeles Rams about moving to Baltimore to try to get the Tampa Bay bucks to move to Baltimore. He even made a $200 million bid. To bring the tampa bay buccaneers to baltimore and this is back when when the bucks were terrible um and then eventually i think it was after the buccaneers that was when he turned his attention to the cleveland browns uh whose owner art modell was was financially struggling and in a big fight with the city of cleveland over improvements to the stadium um and yeah and they managed to convince him to do that So how did the team Um, get
1: back in Cleveland?
0: Well, what happened was, I'm glad you asked, the controversy ended when representatives of Cleveland and the NFL reached the settlement on February 8th, 1996. The commissioner, Paul Tagliabue, promised the city of Cleveland that an NFL team would be located in Cleveland either through relocation or expansion no later than 1999. Additionally, the agreement stipulated that the Browns' name – colors uniform design and franchise records would remain in cleveland i don't think any other team has done this before
1: mm-hmm. and um, it's not even like it's a great name no no <laughs> it's a no pun so, intended, but it's a shitty so,
0: <laughs> so even though the players and the coaches and all that stuff they were all moving from cleveland to baltimore mm-hmm. they basically treated the ravens as if they were some sort of an expansion team.
1: Yeah, I remember that. And they chose Ravens because of Edgar Allan Poe being from Baltimore. The color uh, purple and black and all that, yeah.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Very successful franchise. The only way to, uh, you know, get your revenge, really, is to be good at what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, What did it take them? When did they move there? 96?
1: 96, and they won in 2000.
0: Four years later, they win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year Ray Lewis
1: with Ed Reed, best safety of all time.
0: Yep, Ed both Reed from the also... University
1: of Miami. Exactly. See what I'm. You see what yeah. I'm doing? Here? Hey, I like the Ravens, and you I lived in the area. Here? All the I used to go to uh, football parties with Ravens fans. They're dedicated fans, man.
0: See what I'm doing here? I I really think. And the other thing about the Ravens, which I know appeals to you, uh, is that defense is not an afterthought oh,
1: for them yeah,
0: no it's like Running the cornerstone either. of their success Yeah, right they're they kind of they got an old school vibe to them right uh, yeah man they do sort of lean into the they, they're sort of the perfect mixture of old school and new school you know what i mean because they got the old school way of of putting the defense together but they got this crazy new school quarterback Mm-hmm uh in in Lamar Jackson um
1: and one of the best coaches in the league
0: one of the best coaches in the league the best kicker in the league don't forget (laughs) that I mean don't sleep on 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 field goal record holding kicker Justin Tucker I mean producing what was easily one of the most awesome moments of last season Bouncing that thing off of the crossbar and through for the record. I mean, how cool was that? Yeah. Right? Uh you got a you got a team with a dope ass uniform.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um I even like the logo
1: have, with the flag.
0: Yeah, they probably the Maryland, have cheerleaders, which is obviously flag. a downside. Yeah. But yeah,
1: downside. They do have cheerleaders.
0: But what are you gonna do? What
1: are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. Uh, do, do they have an owner that's paying a hundred thousand so that they can lose and ruin your Sunday?
0: No, no, they have an owner who is who is out here trusting his coach and his GM to find the best talent available to make their defense so good that that they're competitive every year.
1: Yeah.
0: That's what they have. So that's, um,
1: yeah, that's I like my the pitch, pitch man, really. man. They might
0: be at the top of the list, man. I think Baltimore is an easy team to root for. They to are, be Yeah. I think if they could, um, they need, they do need to figure out a way to build up their
1: wide receiver core. Yeah. That's been a problem, um, a struggle for them for a long time.
0: I think, as much as I like Lamar Jackson, I think they're putting way too much on his shoulders. I said it all season last year. You know, in the beginning of the year, he was so good, and and I remember we I would say week after week, I'm like, man, I'm really worried about how much they're expecting this guy to put on the cape. Like, I, I'm worried about him. Um, yeah. And they had, they had, they did have, they went into a tailspin at the end of the year, mostly because of their injuries. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like they need to, their defense is great and they need to focus on getting some good wide receivers. Um, maybe even a running back too. You know what I mean? Get a good one. Don't they have a good running back? Well, they had old running backs.
1: No, they had guys who used to be good. Who? J.K. Dobbins.
0: Oh, but he was injured for most of the last yeah. year. That's
1: right. They got Jake out and, and got that Edwards.
0: They went out and got that trio of old school dudes, right? They went out and got Devontae Freeman and yeah. Le'Veon Bell. and Yeah, but they had the injury else.
1: bug. He bit them really hard last year.
0: Yeah. I would love to see them come back this year with a with a really good wide receiver. Um, I would really like to see them pick Jordan Davis. That would... That would be completely on brand for them defensively.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. That's a, that's another good one. So far, we've had the Lions, the Bears, the Steelers, and the Ravens. Nothing but bangers, baby. Yeah, nothing but bangers, man. Uh, oh, I don't know about <laughs> the Lions. That was a tough sell, hey.
0: man. Hey, I, hey, I've told you you'd be getting it on the ground floor with the oh, yeah, Lions.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, staying on the ground floor. <laughs> we'll see if they <laughs> don't fix the quarterback. In- if they don't fix the quarterback situation, they have the wrong coach. Like if he does, if he goes into the season yes. with golf, after what we saw last year, then everybody should jump ship and like find a new coach that's willing to pull the trigger on that shit because he seems like he. nobody's oh, a guy. He's a tough guy. We can do this, man. It's like. No, nah, nobody else believes in that.
0: Nah. I, yeah, Kaepernick, Mayfield,
1: so many, so many options. This, or one of the guys. All the draft? of them are better than the 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 USFL quarterbacks are better than golf. No, I'm just kidding. No,
0: you've got the number two overall pick. Yeah, you, you got to use it on something,
1: or get some uh, get some assets and go further back, and then then grab a quarterback. That would be smart too. I think. I mean, you know, you know. Anyway. Thanks for checking this episode out. My spinner fell. It's been Jonathan Rollins.
0: Skip me, Sarah.
1: And we'll catch y'all next time. Peace.
0: Later, y'all.